0: that's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: How you doing everyone? Welcome back in. In this video, I just wanted to roll through some of our cut price keepers, a bunch of the guys in that middle range that have a chance of moving into keeper status, and also a few of the uh, the trade targets for the week. So, we're going to start off up top, and we've spoken about Reid Marnie. At, at length already and I think he's someone that's gonna be a keeper in the in the hooker position throughout the season. He won't be averaging ninety two. I'd expect something between sixty and sixty five. I think he has probably taken that little bit of a step up. You know, last year was sort of that mid fifties to, to later fifties, you know, average scorer. He'd have a few games where he get the forty odd and stuff like that. And I'm still expecting a, a few random games in that forty five to fifty when he doesn't get the attacking stats and some less tackles, but I think he's probably taken that next step. It's uh, obviously a little bit interesting to think that yeah, you might have missed a couple of his biggest scores of the year, and, and you might not do that again. But at 810k, I think if you're wanting to get in, and now is probably the week. Just be aware that there's obviously a bunch of hookers in everyone's team already with Brayley, Turpin, Cook, you know, all these types of guys. Um, we've got Little, etc. So adding another hooker into that might be a bit annoying for your team chemistry and team makeup, but. Something to think about. We move on to Brett Morris. For me, he's not going to score a triple every week, obviously. He hasn't been a keeper for a while, and, and I'd suggest that you don't bring him in at 700k. You've got you know a bunch of fullbacks that are much cheaper. You know, Brimson's in the 500s now, and, and I think he's going to average more than Morris over the season. And There's a bunch of other good options, like Luttrell and stuff of that at, in the mid-500s. So I'd be picking them over Morris. Don't expect these types of scores on the regular, especially... With this week playing the the Rabbitohs, I you know he might get one try, but we won't be getting scores anywhere near eighty. Ben Hunt's been someone that a lot of people are talking about. He's got the dual position, seven hundred eighty nine k, but an average of seventy five and a half this year. And if we look over into his you know his previous years work, you can see when he plays half back there. These are obviously his first two games, but last year, one, two, and 3, 53, 48, 65, um, you know, a bunch of scores off the interchange, but we look back to halfback, he's got a 67. If we go back to previous years, 2019, there's a bunch of scores in the 40s and 50s with the odd, you know, big 98 with two tries. But he's not someone that's ever averaged super duper high. He scored a lot better at hooker last year, but his general year-to-year average in the halves is 55. And I don't see that changing much. They've had two decent games and, you know, against the Sharks and the Cowboys. Two teams that are okay. Cowboys are pretty average, but Sharks are a decent team. He's going to come up against some some worse teams in the, in the near future. Obviously, Manly this week will probably score well again, but when he plays against some of the better teams, you know the Paras, the the Roosters, that kind of thing, I'd expect scores in that mid 50s So he's he's always been someone that's really consistent, but I wouldn't be moving heaven and earth for him if you do, if you do need another half option then he's definitely someone you can bring in. But just just keep that in mind when you're looking to to trade him in. Hudson Young's a cool one. I think he's actually improved as a player this year, but you're obviously paying a a pretty decent price for him. So at 680, he's priced to be around that 50 mark, just just under that. So obviously a break-even at 26, he'll he'll be able to increase that uh, that price a little bit extra over the next little bit but don't expect him to average anywhere near 70. I'm expecting somewhere around the 50 to 55 mark. So if you feel like that's something that you'd like for Hudson Young, if you really like enjoy enjoy watching him play or whatever, then, then that could be a good option for you. But there are guys that will go through in this list sort of um, that are a bit cheaper and have the dual position, etc. So he's someone that is an option, but I wouldn't be expecting you know tries every week. Uh, moving on to Kiri. and, and Kiri's an interesting one because his scores, you know, he's never been a keeper. Never been a keeper in the uh, in the half. And that's why you see him at 658k. So just be wary of that. If you're looking to bring in someone like Kiri, that he's not going to be scoring that every week. He's played the Eagles and the Tigers, who, you know, were pretty average, right? He's got three try assists in both games. A couple of line breaks last game. He hasn't missed a tackle at all. You know, 15, 21 in both games. Um, doing really well. Only Only two errors and one penalty over the start. So really it's the perfect start for him and i'd expect you know even a score of 60 is is pretty high for him he's someone that if you look through his scores lots of low ones in in 80 minute performances and obviously this year there's been a slight change and and he's had an increase in kick meters and stuff like that you can see a lot of games in the in the hundreds for him but my worry for him is will he be able to keep up scores in sort of the mid 50s and I think he's going to average more than he has in previous years, just because he is the dominant half now. But again, I wouldn't be expecting anything close to a seventy average for Kiri. You are picking him up at a at a nice discount though, because that's you know him being priced in the in the high forties to average, and I think he should be able to beat that. So if you're looking for a keeper on the lower end of the scale in the halves, you know behind Cleary, behind DCE, even guys like Moses, etc., then then Keirr is going to work well for your team this week. But Just something to think about again with him. Junior Paulo, I probably wouldn't be thinking about him too much. There's a bunch of uh, middle players there in dual position that are going to be a bit better than Paulo. When he scores tries, he's going to do well. Very similar to a Saifidi, for example. But, yeah, we'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens with his minutes with Isaiah Papali'i moving to an edge as well. So, Frazell has been another one people are talking about. And we'll pop him up there. At 771. He's always he's always been sort of that mid 50 scorer and the 54 average in majority of years. And this year he's obviously come out with a 67 and a 68. Again, very perfect games. He's only had a couple of missed tackles in each game. Plenty of good meters, plenty of tackles. So you can look at the majority of games in previous years, he's sort of in that in that mid 30s tackles, whereas this one, you yeah, know, 34 and a 43, but. Yeah, with that addition of the um, turnover tackle as well, he would have got a sixty last game. He does, he does tackle hard. I'd be expecting him somewhere between fifty-five to a sixty average, and him being priced exactly at that, I don't see him making much money. But he's definitely someone that will be a keeper. He does, he does, and will play Origin, so something to think about with him. But yeah, as a, as a, as we'll see through here, there's plenty of options through this level. Mitch Moses, something we've spoken about again. He's he's always you know that third or fourth. In the last few years, anyway, um, top half. And if you want to bring him in now, he's going to be a keeper. You just have to make sure that the the eels play really well. If they play well for the majority of the year, then he'll average over sixty. If they don't, you know, if they have you know a bunch of good games, a bunch of you know not so good games, I think he'll average in the in the mid fifties to high fifties. So again, sixty seven a pretty high start for him. Um, but yeah, you can make your decision on that one. See so Barnett. We move into guys that are a little bit cheaper. But at 7.14, but just has the the dual position status there. Biggest one for him is if he keeps that goal kicking. If he does, I think he's a really good option. I think he's played really well and well enough to be able to keep that second row spot. I don't see him playing lock anymore with with you guys, you know, Watson playing really well in that position. Then you've got guys like Suasso Su that can take some minutes there. But for Barnett, yeah, we're seeing that 80-minute roll. I'd expect him to keep that. When... Fitzgibbon comes back, I feel like Barnett's a better player uh, at this stage. So for him, it's a bit of a gamble. You need him to keep the goal kicking. If he doesn't, I don't think he's worth it. So other than that, his stats have been great. You know, scored a try on one of them. And you're seeing that with a lot of the edge players this year. You've got Tupanua, you got Hudson Young, Barnett. All these guys are in that sort of middle to high tier range that are scoring tries on an edge, and that might be something to do with the rules as well. Uh, so Mitch Barnett's a decent option. we got Tupanua, Satili. We've spoken about him a fair bit, but him being a 566, I think, is a pretty cool option for, you know, you're looking for the next sort of 8 to 10 rounds with Satili. With Break even at 410. He's still got some cash to make. I'd expect him to bottom out somewhere near the 650 to 680 range over this next sort of 10 weeks, and his ownership percentage is really rising at 12.5 there. So for him, his base stats have improved. It looks like he each year he's getting a little bit better. So a lot of people would, like myself were turned off him, you know, picking him up at the start of the year just because he was almost he, was, he would make a little bit of cash, but he was priced about what he averaged the year before. Those base stats have increased five to ten points, plus him improving as a player has, has helped him get a few tries as well. So don't expect them each week. There'll be games where he gets in the mid forties, and I'm expecting a forty-seven this week from him. So. Let's see how that goes. Uh, but still a decent option. But just think, he's not going to be a keeper because you're going to have to trade him out for, for, you know, when Cordner comes back. For example, Saifidi we've spoken about. Mitch Pierce for me has benefited from some, you know, an injury with Kurt Mann. So once once he comes back, which is now, Blake Green comes back, he'll lose a bit of the kick meters and stuff. So I wouldn't be bringing him in at this stage. But well done if you started with him. Pangai Junior is going to be a crazy one to own. I uh, feel my mates owned him and. And some really good scores, you know, a seventy odd and a fifty odd to start. His minutes is a thing. If he can get like close to fifty minutes, then he's going to be an absolute monster because he's always offloading. He's, he's run so hard, he tackle busts, but then he could he's someone that could get suspended in two seconds. You know, his little uh, you know rough stuff you'd say with um, with Fafita last week. You can see that rolling up into into something more if he's not good mates with him. Um, so that's a interesting one. But again, middle and edge seven thirty three k. A decent option as well. You're noticing a lot of these guys in that position, and, and especially if they've got the jewel, I think they're going to be really cool options for any one side going forward. And you can see with all these injuries at the moment, the Cleary and, and Pap thing, that, that these kind of guys are important. Obviously, not as important when they're a half in the fullback, but you know, when Crichton goes down and these kind of things, it's really helpful. Cook's obviously a keeper already. Collins, I personally think. Two is a better option. They've got Victor Radley coming back. I expect Collins to lose some minutes. You know, he's already averaging in the in the mid fifties minutes. I expect him to be closer to 50 or just below. Uh, so you know, without those attacking stats with the try assists and stuff, I'd, I'd expect him to be averaged somewhere around the fifty mark. Again, he's obviously about hundred K price under that. He could average forty five to fifty is, is my thoughts from here on in. Toe so Harris is a keeper, get him in if you need him, dual position, not playing origin. Elliot, another one here. Alright, Adam Elliott. And guys, if you're enjoying this, please hit like, hit subscribe. Really appreciate all the love and support. Adam Elliott, 638, another one of those cheaper guys that could do really well. Getting 80 minutes, and I'll expect him to get 80 minutes going forward. Has the ability to to run the ball well, get a try, and then can defend as well. 50 tackles and five misses, which you'll take uh, with you know three turnover tackles. So he's someone who's a bit bit more aggressive that way and and has some pedigree from last year of scoring pretty well in some decent minute games. A nice PPM there of, of 0.75. And if you can keep that up in the edge position, then obviously that's a 60-point average. So we won't expect that, but maybe somewhere in the 50s. Puts him a little bit undervalued and you know could be a keeper on the edge especially. Looks like the um, edge position isn't as bad as we thought, hey? <laughs> we thought it was pretty bad this idea with someone like Crichton and Harris you know, leading the way, but... There you go. Tarpany, I think his minutes is always going to keep him down. Yes, he's averaging 61, but that's a 70 and a 48. Is that right? Uh, so for me, I think he's going to get more, more 48s and 70s, which will cause him to be an issue already priced at 50. So Josh Jackson, another interesting one. Right, there he is, 595. So similar price there to. Elliott, but for me, there's a question mark around what happens when Luke Thompson comes back. Does he take a few minutes off Jackson? Does he keep playing 80? You know, when he, he's he's taking a step up again this year, I think, you know, the, the faster game for him just means a lot more tackles 46 and 64. Can he keep that up? I think he can. 64 and no misses won't happen again. I'd, I'd expect more scores in the 50s than, than up in the 60s and stuff. So for him, again, edge and middle. He's a he's an option for size, but I'm probably going to say he's not going to be a keeper come the end of the year. Uh, who else have we got here? A few more guys. So we've got Murray, I think is a great option, 730. He's kind of a little bit cut price keeper as well. You know, that's pricing him at 55. So I can see him averaging closer to 60 this year. If he's going to get big minutes through the middle, sort of, you know, somewhere between 70 and 80. With the dual position, I think he's a great option for anyone's side. Just remember, he does have origin, so he might take some time off uh, at least two games during that period. With Luttrell, I think, you know, if... This might be one of your last few weeks to grab him now if you're needing a wing fullback. Obviously, don't trade Pat for him, but he's going to make a little bit more cash. And I think he can average somewhere you know, somewhere close to 50 this year. Just the way he's looking, he's, run, he's looking to run the ball a bit more, which was his issue last year. So he probably has a bit of room to, to get closer to 650, 700K and become a keeper. So he's going to be a good option as well. Then you've got someone like McCulloch. You know, people. Some people are talking about trading him to Marnie and stuff like that. Like he's going to average close to 60 this year, so keep him in your side. Ville out, going to have that big game and then going to have some low games where he has less minutes. Arrow, I don't think, is a good option. George Williams, another one people are talking about in the half position. I'm expecting an average closer to 50 for him, not 59, so you know, he's always pretty much priced at that. Papali'i is someone that could move possibly to keeper status, but... He's going to move back to the bench. You'd imagine he's not going to steal Paulo's spot or um, RCG. He's not going to steal Nathan Brown's spot. So once Madison comes back, he'll move back to the bench. So for me, he's probably he's probably just a pass. Like he probably score pretty well on the edge, like somewhere in the fifties, like he has now, and make a fair bit more cash. But I don't think he's going to be a keeper. Townsend, same thing. You could use him as a as a cash grab and some good scoring over the next sort of six to seven weeks. But he'll. Uh, He'll move back to a secondary role with Johnson coming back. Clemmer, bunch of people say, can he move into keeper status? He's already priced at 55, 56, so this is where he's normally scores, so I'd class that as keeper status in the mids. Uh, Ryan James, people are talking about, but I'm expecting scores in the 40s for him, not not the 50s, which he's almost getting priced to now. Best as a keeper, while we need a few more minutes. For Noah Blake, we're needing... Yeah, this is kind of where he scores anyway, so not much to do with him. Brooks will do, still do pretty well. They've played some tough sides in the first two games, and he scored well, so he, needs, he, he obviously needs to step up and, and do even better for his side, but average of 53 is perfect for what you wanted. I wouldn't be bringing him in now, though. Uh, DC is a keeper, and that's kind of it. Carrigan, someone asked me about... I wouldn't say he's a sell, but the... 60 minutes ago on the weekend is going to be more likely. I think he'll do more work and he'll get closer to the 50s scoring, but you know he's priced at mid to high 50s there, so uh, that's about all I think. Welch was a hold. Armour, um, it's too late to bring him in. Marin, people are talking about. I don't expect 50 average. Expect about a 40 average, which yeah puts him well un, well undervalued, but uh, not something. Not someone you want to get when you can get guys like Alvira and stuff a fair bit cheaper to make you more cash. But there you go guys, that's the cut price keepers video. I hope that really helps with you know your trading targets for the week. And we'll uh, see you in the next one, guys. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ
0: But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A lot can happen in the next 3 years.